Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. We have a lot of audio from last night's debate, which apparently nobody watched. Nobody watched any of the debate. Everybody was watching the 46-minute Tucker Carlson interview with Donald Trump, which I did not watch last night. I watched it today, along with like 700 billion people, I think, is what the number count. It Yeah, seems like that. Guys, just as a heads up here, and like, I like Tucker Carlson. I did watch the video. He got my one view. Um, but no, there was not like a billion views of the video. Okay, a view on Twitter, now called X, a view on Twitter counts as a view if you scroll past the video in your timeline. And it has, if you've got autoplay turned on on your videos, which I, I don't know what kind of, you know, crazy person maniac would have that turned on on uh, any of your social media apps, but if it automatically starts playing, that counts as a view. So if you just swipe past it, that counts as a view. That's why it's got so many views, hundreds and hundreds of millions of view and pe- uh, views. And people are saying, oh, look at that. This is proof that everybody was watching that instead of the debate last night. And that's it, it's not true. There's not 200 million views of this thing. Um, Bonshi at redstate.com, he points out, like, if you you got to look at the the likes and the shares on a video. And maybe Twitter is able to figure out a better way to... Okay, yeah, I should just stop there because it's Twitter now. Come on. So um, you got to look at the likes. You got to look at the shares. And in that regard, you've got 622,000 likes. And that's probably more along the lines of how many people actually watched it. And I don't know if, I don't know if they watched it all the way through. Because I watched it all the way through, and honestly, nothing new. There, re- there was nothing new. I don't. I didn't pull any sound bites out of it. It's just the same stuff over and over again, except for the one part where Trump said that he didn't think that uh, uh, Epstein was murdered. He says Jeffrey Epstein. He probably killed himself, but he doesn't know. It could have been, but he thinks it, it, he he committed suicide. Tucker Carlson disagreed, but. That was like the biggest that was the biggest piece of news for me that came out of that, and it's not really okay, so he's got an opinion about it, but he doesn't know. All right. There were hundred thirty seven thousand shares of the uh, of the Tucker Carlson interview. So that's look, that's still impressive. Uh, I'm not trying to minimize that at all. And with Fox News doing what it did, and maybe they tried to do what they did with the uh, the the throttling of the the audio and video, because that's that's going to be a big issue now, because a lot of uh, non Fox stations can't use more than three minutes of the the video and audio, and so it 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 really limits the reach of the performances from last night, and um. I, 
I, I don't know why they did that. I really don't. I, I've heard some people say that it was to help DeSantis. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I mean, today they're publishing pieces literally quoting Rachel Maddow saying DeSantis lost. They have, they, they have a piece on their website. Foxnews.com just sent out a piece that, that is like, Rachel Maddow slams DeSantis' performance, says he lost. <laughs> Which... Like I said, when you've lost Rachel Maddow, I don't know, Republicans might need to just hang it up. Oh, my gosh. Rachel Maddow thought we did a bad job or something. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't know why they would do this and treat it sort of like, uh, as Ben Shapiro said yesterday, uh, he said they're basically treating it like it's, uh, like it's an NFL game. You're only allowed a certain amount of audio use and video use. I think they capped it at like three minutes or something. So, and then they say you can't use anything beyond, like, two weeks. You're not allowed to use anything else beyond two weeks. I don't, I don't get why they're doing that. Um, unless they were trying to, you know, hamstring Tucker Carlson. And that's possible, because apparently you're not allowed to even say his name around Fox News corporate now. <laughs> so, I don't know. Never underestimate the pettiness of people in the, uh, in the media business. So, uh, so I did watch, like I said, I did watch the Trump video uh, or the interview. I did not get anything new out of it. Maybe you will. Fantastic. It runs like 46 minutes. Have at it. Um, but, uh, but I'm moving on. There were a lot of things that came out of this debate last night and people could say it doesn't matter, but it, you know, it matters to me. I think it matters to a lot of, uh, Republican voters as well, about half of them to find out like who are these other candidates and how are they going to perform by the way did you know a guy named asa hutchinson is running for president did you know that i'm not kidding he was on the stage last night he was i actually didn't pull any sound bites from him either <laughs> because he i think the, the 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 dead giveaway with him was uh, where he starts talking about all of his experience at something or other in one of the, I think it was DEA, or, I mean, he was a governor, of course, but he, he did all these different posts. He was at, like, Homeland Security and stuff. And the experience he's citing is from 2006. 2006! Dude! Like, we had just invaded Iraq. What are you even doing, you know? Like, oh, six. That's, that's that's like 15 years ago. My goodness. Um, so I think there there was a uh, there is a case to be made that there is this uh, there is this old guard GOP, right? And then there is this new populist movement. I've been saying it for years now that the uh, there is a realignment in our politics. Um, and so you've got these. Uh, these neocons, uh, the war hawks, right? You got the, uh, the, you know, that leg of the Reagan coalition stool, right? You had three legs, and one of them is the, the evangelicals, one of them is the libertarians, and one of them is the, uh, the war hawks, the defense hawks. And so, uh, well, I guess it would be different defense versus war, whatever, it doesn't matter. So the, uh, you know, the military folks. And uh, there is a disintegration now of the, you know, the things that connect us in those under that umbrella i'm one of them i was more of the libertarian limited government fiscal restraint right i want i, I want to see the federal government reined in uh so that was the leg that i was part of and there's this disintegration as like the party became more uh more neocon um 
and uh, more evangelical and that sort of thing, and just ebbs and flows over time. But I think all of this is now realigning. You've got a populism movement occurring. Usually in the past it was of the left, but not always exclusively. But now, you know, Trump harnessed that, and you've got all these people that are now being attracted into the GOP tent, which is good for the GOP, unless, of course, you're an anti-populist, right? Unless populism is not your... A cup of tea, and the policies they want are not exactly uh, what you want. So, on stage, we got some pretty good hashing out of this fight. And that, to me, that's valuable. So, a lot of people want to say, you know, who won, who lost. I don't think anybody ever really wins debates, especially when you have this many people on the stage. Asa Hutchinson, what is he even there for? Um, Doug Burgum, I thought, did a decent job. I had I knew nothing about the guy. Um, but, you know, he's he's at 1%. So I don't think he's going to get any kind of Burgum-mentum out of uh, this debate performance. Um, you also had Mike Pence, who, by the way, he got the most amount of time. Clocking in at 12 minutes and 26 seconds. And this was a Mike Pence that I'm not sure anybody has ever seen before. He was aggressive. He was combative. He w- he went right after Vivek Ramaswamy. And I got the impression that he does not like Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> and I'm not sure that Ramaswamy knew or predicted or had a, even a thought that he was going to be the target of attacks from so many different people on that stage. Ron DeSantis... Was not. And a lot of people think, oh, well, Ron DeSantis lost because he didn't, you know, differentiate himself. He didn't stand out. He didn't make it about himself or whatever. I actually think that's the smart move. Let everybody go at each other. He had his moments. He said some stuff. I've got the audio. But everybody else, they were all picking fights with each other. Well, with Vivek Ramaswamy. So they were all going after him and they're going after each other. And going, you know, Chris, Christie's going after Donald Trump. So they're all doing that and DeSantis is just like yeah let them fight because the next debate some of those people ain't going to be there right because the 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 people who finish in the top among this crew they're the ones that are going to go and face Trump right that's the that's the point that's the objective before I uh, forget, I saw this just come down the pike. North Carolina State Supreme Court Justice Mike Morgan, one of the two remaining Democrats on the body, uh, says that he is leaving his judgeship. He's stepping down the week of September 4th. So in about two weeks. And the rumor was that he might run for governor. The uh, the current governor, my good friend Ray Cooper, he will get to appoint Morgan's replacement. Morgan being a Democrat, it'll be a wash. It's a 5-2 uh, Supreme Court. I wonder who he picks. If I have to guess, I'm going to say either Allison Riggs, who was the uh, left-wing activist attorney that he put onto a court of appeals seat. Uh, so maybe he puts her up there. And uh, the other guess would be Sherry Beasley puts her back onto the bench. That's possible. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, oh, also, uh, Cooper vetoed the uh, election integrity bill. So the State General Assembly will look to override that as well. All right, let's get to some of the audio from the debate last night. Oh, I forgot to mention. 
Tim Scott was there last night, too. Now, Tim Scott did get some speaking time. Uh, let me see here. He came in third from last. So there were eight of them. He came in, what is that, sixth in speaking time behind Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Mike Pence. Okay, they were the top sp- uh, uh, speakers by time allocation. Okay, uh, that's according to CNN, which I do trust them to count. <laughs> so I trust them on their on their counting of the time there. But um, Vivek Ramaswamy started off his uh, very first answer that he uh, the, the first question he got. He started his answer with. A little bit of plagiarism. Tell me if you have heard this line before. So first, let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? And what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? Anybody remember that? Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny name? That was Obama. That was what Barack Obama said about himself. Skinny guy, big ears, funny name. That's what he used to say. That's how he introduced himself on, at one of these debates, if I recall correctly. Um, not that like, it's it's a good line. I just I just find it interesting that uh, maybe he came up with the same line the exact same way that's possible, or maybe somebody helped him craft it. I do. Here's one of the things that that grates on me when I uh, when I watch debates. When I hear, and I heard it a couple times, Ramaswamy said it, Chris Christie said it, um, I forget who else said it, somebody else said it, it may have been Pence. Um, When people on a debate stage throw out this barb of, well, the other people on the stage, they've got some practiced slogans, they've got, you know, focus group tested sayings and whatever. As if none of these guys have been practicing the same things. And you're going to hear it. Ramaswamy actually, has, he says it and then immediately does a slogan. He chastises his fellow <laughs> debaters, his fellow candidates, for having slogans, employing them in their speeches up there and answers, and then he immediately uses a slogan not once but twice in, like, the next breath. So... I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, last night watching, and I've seen Ramaswamy a lot, okay, I've seen him a lot in different interviews and stuff over the last year, and I was kind of impressed with him, but I've always viewed him as a stalking horse, I've said this before, because he doesn't, he never attacks Donald Trump, and last night he even said, Trump is the best president of the 21st century, and if that's true, why are you running against him? Make it make sense. Unless you're just auditioning for vice president. Although, somebody did ask him that in the spin room, and I think his answer might get him in trouble with Trump. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, 
have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Just came across this uh, Ben Shapiro tweet, and I think he, I, I think he's spot on with this. This was kind of how I viewed it as well, um, that DeSantis avoided the fire, Vivek Ramaswamy gained attention, positive and negative, but more people are aware of him now. Um, I saw a stat on, like, the Googling of his name, which was, like, through the roof. Um, Nikki Haley, uh, Shapiro says, picked up steam in the traditional GOP lane, and Chris Christie solidified the never-Trump lane. Mike Pence defended his legacy, and Trump is still 40 points ahead. That's, uh, all right. But look, this is, we are, see, I'm a patient guy. I am. I'm a patient person. I'm allow, I'm willing to wait and allow this to play out and let's see. Let's go through it. Let's, let's hear the arguments. We don't know what the future is going to hold, right? So let's get to, um, the first, uh, the first line of attacks. And I said this earlier, I'm not sure that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy was uh, expecting all of the attacks and all the kinds of attacks that he got last night. Uh, the first one came from Mike Pence, though. You got people on this stage that won't even talk about issues like Social Security and Medicare. I mean, Vivek, you recently said uh, a president can't do everything. Well, I got news for you, Vivek. I've been in the hallway. I've been in the West Wing. A president of the United States has to confront every crisis facing America. All right. So then Ramaswamy lays out his platform in response, and he runs through a series of these bullet points. This isn't that complicated, guys. Unlock American energy, drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. Put people back to work by no longer paying them more to stay at home. Reform the U.S. Fed, stabilize the U.S. dollar, and go to war. The only war that I will declare as U.S. president will be the war on the federal administrative state that is the source of those toxic regulations acting like a wet blanket on the economy. So I'm not sure I exactly understood Mike Pence's comment, but I'll let you all parse that out. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on it. Well, let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you, if I can. I'll go slower this time. You know, I sometimes struggle with the reading comprehension. Look, I was a a House conservative leader before it was cool. Uh, Was that ever cool? Like, that's where you lost me, Pence. When I think of you, the word cool... (laughs) Well, I guess in like a cool reception, maybe not. I mean, honestly, nobody is thinking Mike Pence is cool. So, uh, no, not ever cool. I don't think so. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. Okay, we need to bring... Oh my God. 30 seconds when you have a rebuttal, okay? And, and you are up, Governor DeSantis. So here's the thing. Why are we in this mess? Part of it and a major reason is because how this federal government handed COVID-19 by locking down this economy. It was a mistake. It should have never happened. And in Florida, we led the country out of lockdown. We kept our state free and open. And I can tell you this, as your president, I will never let the deep state bureaucrats lock you down. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. You bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. 
All right, so I got to believe that that was a reference to The Apprentice, right? Donald Trump, you're fired, all of that. So then Vivek Ramaswamy accuses everybody on the stage of just speaking in these canned responses. I, respond to Mike. To I just want to respond to Mike for one second because he invoked me back. Listen, now that everybody's gotten their memorized, pre-prepared slogans out of the way, we can actually have a real discussion now. The, the, the reality and the fact of the matter is... Was that one of yours? Uh, not not yes. really, Mike, actually. Yeah. We're just going to have some fun tonight. And the reality is, you have a bunch of people, professional politicians, super PAC puppets, following slogans handed over to them by their 400-page super PACs last week. The real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet? Or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about? Or do you want revolution? Okay, and I stand on the side of the American the Revolution. To we're going to take medalism. control back here. We need everyone Remember? to have a moment on the economy. Yeah. I think that's fair. Can I address the COVID uh, there are two people who have not. We're going to no. get back to that. We are. All right, so you can hear the uh, the former vice president Mike Pence. And this was this was obviously a strategy. He was aggressive. He would talk over and interrupt people. In a, I mean, I had never seen Mike Pence this assertive before. So uh, this was not the Mike Pence uh, with the fly landing on his head and uh, not moving for you know three minutes and the fly just sits there. Right. This was not that Mike Pence. So obviously there was a strategy at play here. That's why he dominated in the amount of time that he uh, spoke on the stage. Now the problem is he didn't he didn't come off looking very good in a lot of these instances. He didn't. At one point, uh, I've got the audio clip here somewhere. Do, do, do. Yeah, here it is. The last, the very last one. He gets corrected by um, by Brett Bear. Speaking of which, images from earlier this month, Governor Hutchinson, Vice President Pence, images from earlier this month, Vice President Pence, it really doesn't help. I'm asking a question. (laughs) It really doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, So he was there to defend his legacy. He was there as I I, and I saw who was it? I think it was um, Jeff Blair. Yeah, Jeff Blair at uh, National Review. And he, he did a little blurb on uh, all of the candidates, and he ranked them. Uh, and I, I don't rank who won, unless somebody, you know, like is a runaway favorite. Because I see Ramaswamy did himself some favors, but I also think, I, because I saw the reactions, there were a lot of people that were like, ew. They were turned off by his performance. And everybody's different. It's like comedy, you know? Some people will laugh at some jokes, and some people will not. And that's fine. Comedy's a personal thing. It's a personal preference. And so uh, for some folks, they they really liked Ramaswamy's uh, assertiveness, and and other people got turned off to it. Mike Pence, um, I think Jeff Blair is correct in his assessment, says he's not going to be the Republican nominee for president this year or any other year. And I suspect that Mike Pence is aware of that in his heart because he conducts himself like it. He is clearly running a campaign of conscience, right? He's there to he's there to defend himself uh, over the January 6th decision, right? He's there to defend that that decision he made. It came up last night. And so I think he's doing it because he feels like, you know, he he owes it to his legacy, to his reputation, to his country, whatever. But he's not going to win. Right? He's not going to win the uh, the the nomination. I mean, honestly, like, why would you pick Trump's number two when you can have Trump? Right. 
And by the same token, then why would you pick Ramaswamy when you can have Trump? Unless Trump isn't around, right? Unless he's been convicted or he's, you know, barred from running or something. That's why everybody believes that Vivek was basically, or Vivek, sorry, was he, he's auditioning for vice president. And if that is the case, then I think he did very well last night. I do. I think he did very well to secure that vice president nomination, or pick, rather, from Trump, if he's the nominee. All right, now you've heard me talk about him. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. All right, let me get to a couple of emails to Pete at the PeteCallanerShow.com. This is from Jan, who says, at my age... Oh, she's... Uh, I don't... I think it's a he, actually. Um... I always forget, Jan, I apologize. Thank you for watching the debate for me. At my age, my liver can only take so much. I did catch the summary speeches at the end. I must admit I am actually considering voting for a candidate this time. Tim Scott. I grew up dirt poor with parents that sacrificed a lot to send me to college. I can relate to his story, and I think he would bring a perspective to the White House that is desperately needed. Plus, it would be nauseatingly amusing to watch the party of tolerance go after Mr. Scott. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, to see Democrats make all sorts of uh, dog whistles and such against him, that would be interesting. Um, look, uh, let me go back to... Where is it? Uh, Jeff Blair's piece. Tim Scott, nice guy. Really nice guy. Everybody seems to have the same opinion of him. Um, But I think Blair also nails this well. He says, for a candidate who had received some good press recently and who is universally well-liked, Tim Scott delivered a disappointing performance. Occasionally, he seemed to freeze up under the glare of his first national debate stage. And he did. He seemed to have a bit of a rough go of it at the beginning. He got better. I mean, he got more relaxed, I think, as time went on. Um, he Well, here you go. So, uh, well, I don't want to get... Let's not get ahead of myself here, because I've got a couple of uh, uh, sound bites that i got to stack in a particular order here. And so his come uh, after that. But... Oh, I can play this one real quick. This is number 12. By the way, there's like 25 uh, clips that I've got here. So, uh, like, this was a moment. I think this may have helped to kind of loosen him up a little bit. I'm a southern boy. I talk slow. So, America. America. <laughs> another one. That was quick. Right. So, because that was the bell to tell you. So, he had already talked past the bell. And so, they told him, you know, wrap it up, basically. If you want to make a point, make it quickly. And he's, that's when he said, I'm a Southern boy who <laughs> talks slow. And then he got dinged again just by coincidence because they would give a, I guess it was like a 10-second, uh, they, they, they would ding it after your time elapsed, and then they would ding it 10 seconds later when you were over. Let me take this opportunity to register my displeasure with 
the debate format. I do not understand, do not understand why moderators, why these hosts have to blitz through all of these different topics to try to get everybody with a one minute or a 30 second response and all this. I've never understood this, this, because you're playing to what the politicians want, which is to run out the clock. And you think that you somehow with your journalism degree that you're going to be able to craft a question perfectly in order to elicit the the answer in in inside of a 60 second tap dancing you know pre-planned uh uh workup I, I i just don't get it let them debate give a topic right and then let them go at each other that's what people wanted to see that was the those were the best moments from last night. I haven't even gotten to them yet, but we'll do it in the next hour. I promise. Ukraine in the third hour. Stick around. 